Hi, my name's Sally Wilson and I'm a practicing cow vet down in Somerset. I'm a director of Evolution Farm Vets. I'm also a member of the board of the BCVA and I've been asked by the BCVA to talk today about BVD and Yonis but specifically from the point of view of communicating with clients. So I'm not going to go into the scientific, technical facts and figures of the actual diseases, but what I want to talk about is how a client would perceive your advice and how um, they are most likely to respond to it and how really to try and get them engaged, I suppose. So I've just got um, five points really that I'd like to make and I'm going to use examples as we go along as well. So the first thing I'd like to say is I consider both BVD and Yonis to be infectious diseases with a twist. So from the farmer's point of view in both cases it's really hard for them to visualize the effects the disease are having. So it's not like having a pen full of pneumonia calves that you walk past every day and that you're having to treat and deal with and you're losing them and it's there and it's on his mind all the time. It's not like that. And so it's really important to try and pick out the relevant parts and explain them to the farmer, remembering that your client is only likely to properly absorb maximum of about 50% of what you tell them. So keep it simple. Draw it if you can. If you're, in a, if you're in a situation, a table and chairs situation and not standing in the middle of a yard, draw it because it's good to be able to have a schematic diagram to be able to point things out. And I've done this numerous times for my farmers, especially for BVD, because um, it's quite an amazing disease, isn't it, BVD? And it's quite incredible what it can do. And it's sometimes really nice to be able to put that out so that the farmer can see it. And I'm not a very good artist at all, but the number of times that at the end of the session the farmer has actually said, can I take that piece of paper away with me? It just shows that they like to be able to have something visual. So number two, think about the outcome that you want when you're starting the conversation. So for example, in the case of BVD, is it that you want them to okay the start of a PI hunt? Or is it that you want them to start tagging and testing? Whatever it is, I would make the aims achievable and as uncomplicated as possible, and also be ready to address the cost. So for example, with tagging and testing, rather than just saying, if you tag and test, it costs this much per tag, it might be better to talk around it a little bit. So say something like, Well, the most effective way and probably the best value for money of being able to monitor a disease like this is tagging and testing. You don't have to pay us to come out and blood sample. It does work out a bit more expensive per tag, but you'd need that tag anyway. And what you get for that extra in terms of the knowledge that you get, the amount of lab testing and everything, you get to find out whether that calf is a PI in the first two weeks of its life. It really is quite amazing value. So that is more likely to engage the farmer than saying it costs two pounds more per tag or whatever the cost is. Number three, I'd like to mention, try and stick to the point if they ask you a question. So for example, if they ask you something specific about a disease, try not to get sucked into explaining the entirety of the disease from start to finish and how it works and everything. 
because you'll just lose them. So for example, the farmer asks you, why should this cow not be rebred from? So she's a red cow, you've told me not to rebreed from her, but she looks fine to me to have another calf. Why can't I put her back in calf? So your answer could be something along the lines of this. Because the stress of calving is when she's most likely to get sick. She might not look sick now, but if she's going to get sick, it's going to be when she calves. Then she'll be a source of infection to calves in the calving pen. And not only that, she won't give you a lactation. Surely it's much better to send her off as a fat, healthy baroner. Okay, number four. Approach, approach it in stages whenever possible. So another example, you get called to a sick calf on a suckler unit. So, and you look at it and you think, hmm, I reckon that could be a PI. So you bleed it and you find that it is. And you're quite pleased with yourself for discovering this. And you know that it's likely to have quite a lot of consequences for the farm. But to them, to the guy who's called you out, it is one sick calf. So you need to give them the full ramifications of what this could mean for his farm in bite-sized chunks, remembering what your aim and eventual outcome is. So I can often get quite excited about things, um, but, and I, can, I find myself sometimes battering the farmer with words, and I've learned that farmers don't thank you for bombarding them with a load of facts and figures about a disease they've hardly heard of and which is going to cost them a lot of money. So just let them absorb and digest things bit by bit and gradually build up the picture. And the final point I'd like to make is about following up. So as I said in the first point, these diseases can't be seen in inverted commas. It's not like a pneumonia outbreak where you've got loads of coughing, sick calves. So inevitably, it's going to slip down your client's priority list quite easily if you let it. Especially yonis, because as we know, we're in it for the long game. And it's probably our job to gently bring our client's focus back to that now and again, and as we feel it's required. And that's a difficult balance to find, really, because it needs to be a team effort. It needs to be you and your client together dealing with these problems. But in the background, it needs to be driven by you in order to maintain some momentum. Thanks very much. <laughs>